Welcome to Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Robbie Straczynski. Thanks so much for joining us once again. This is episode number 10 of Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town. On this episode, we have the pleasure of welcoming Jamie Staples, a veteran of the online poker stream scene on Twitch, Jamie has built for himself not only a massive following, but also a reputation as one of the friendliest and most genuine people in the poker world. He's also with Team Online at Party Poker, and today we'll get to know him a little better and take a closer look at the work that he does for that great online poker brand. Jamie, welcome to Cards Chat. It's great to speak to you again. Robbie, thanks for having me on. I have to be honest, man. I, I feel some pressure to live up to that intro. You can list it a lot there. And the fact that I need to live my life always knowing that that's your intro for me, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of pressure has been added to my life, Robbie. It's exactly uh, the opposite. You do live your life in exactly <laughs> that way. So that's why you get an intro like that. It's the real deal. Really, really happy to be speaking with you, man. Uh, yeah, so, th thanks for having me on. Sure. So, so how's everything going in general? Think, you know, things going well for you? Yeah, life is okay, I think, considering the, the outside world and the way it is. Uh, mm -hmm. Thankfully, as an online poker pro, uh, my career has sort of uh, remained steady through through the whole thing. And uh, so I've been streaming away and, and playing poker and, and getting on with life, really. That's good. It's good. good to have something keeping you busy. It's certainly uh, good to have that stability in, in these uh, uncertain times. Um, well, you know, we'll take, back, take things back, not to the beginning, but we will mention that, of course, when you first made the big splash uh, into the industry, you were first scouted by a different company. Uh, you were Team Online Pro for Poker Stars, And, of course, all things do come to an end. And now you're with Party Poker. So before we do get into what you're doing now with Party Poker, why don't you tell us what you enjoyed and appreciated the most, perhaps in retrospect, during your years representing the Red Spade? Well, Poker Stars was the the dream, you know. When I found Poker, like they were the giant. They were everything, right? It was it was Poker Stars and Full Tilt back then in 2009. Uh so when I first found Poker and I saw the guys on TV, I was like I want to be a sponsored pro. Uh mm -hmm. that that was like that was my journey in poker, uh, you know, more so than being the very best player in the world that's winning at the high rollers. I wanted to participate in the world of poker. Uh, and be an ambassador for poker. So when I started my my stream on Twitch, um, you know, within two weeks, I was telling my friend, like, guys, I'm going to be a stars pro. Like, that was in me. I wanted that, right? Um, and, and so when they called me and I got a phone call um, from a guy that used to be on the 2 plus 2 poker cast when they used to have that show, uh, I think Steve Day, I think was his name. And he would give a preview of like what was coming on the week for poker stars right and this was a weekly podcast segment so i knew his voice right, right. so i pick up my phone it's 8 30 in the morning i'm about to start my stream at nine you know i'm in my parents basement you know and someone on the other side says uh hello and i know who it is and i said oh my god hi and, and that was so it cool. you know like i <laughs> i wanted it really bad right so uh, to get it was a dream come true. Is like I pinch myself. I can't believe this is this is my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really proud of the four work, four years we did there. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think we did a lot to to grow poker, uh, to make poker more accessible for people on the internet, catch up a little bit. I mean, poker is behind. 
in terms of social media and the way that it communicates with the world, it's just so far behind gaming. So I think with Twitch and with YouTube and with social media and that whole team, uh, we did a lot to bring it into the present. Um, and, and a great, great bunch of, uh, people to work with as well. My team throughout the years, uh, the people internally at poker stars, I mean, they get too much crap because the people that I work with really, really care about poker. Um, and do their best given the opportunities that they're given. So uh, it, it was a pleasure to work with them. Good, good to hear, man. It's good to always have uh, good memories of, of work done and, and be proud of that sort of uh, little body of work that you really did over those over those years. All right, well, enough looking backwards. It's time to focus on the present now. Um, obviously, being a team pro doesn't necessarily mean the same thing from one company to the next. So maybe you could, you know, if there's some sort of way to distinguish uh, the ways in which your role with party poker differs from your role with, with Poker Stars beforehand. Yeah, but Poker Stars was a purely uh, content producing type role. You know, it was just like you stream uh, and that was it. And they didn't really care so much about YouTube or social media. It was just stream, stream, stream. Um, with, with Party Poker, uh, Jeff Gross and I were asked to sort of manage the team and create a direction for the team and, and provide some insight into what the audience is looking for in poker and, and then help the Twitch team grow. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's a lot different. Like uh, I have four or five weekly meetings now uh, internally at Poker Star or at Party Poker where we okay. talk about social media, we talk about Twitch plans, we talk about projects, etc. Um, so my role has really expanded from beyond just content to to a team of content uh, mm-hmm. and a group of individuals, which is is nice to not be so selfishly focused and uh-huh. and to work on a, on a group, right? Um, so that's very different, but. On the content producing side, still Twitch. You know, mm-hmm. Twitch is awesome. It's an amazing platform that's here to stay for a long time. Um, and a lot more YouTube than I used to do at PokerStars as well. So some YouTube and, and, uh, and the normal social media. So that's, that's life uh, at Party Poker for me. Interesting. Well, of course, you mentioned Jeff Gross. He was the first guest here on the Cards Chat podcast. Also a Cards Chat uh, ambassador. Is there a specific way in which the two of you collaborate on a regular basis? Or do you sort of have different responsibilities within the team? So Jeff, Jeff is a flow machine, as you know. (laughs) I mean, he's all he's got. He's got 70 things on the go. He's here. He's there. You catch a minute when you can. You catch up. So that's really Jeff and I, our communication is we get together on meetings internally uh, with Party Poker. And then between us, you know, we'll catch up and just be like, all right, what's going on here? What's happening with this? You know, once a week or so, we'll have a quick phone call and just make sure that we're sort of on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's busy times for the streamers out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to get time to really connect and sit down and have a phone call and strategize because they're, they're busy making content. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I mean, look, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of people working behind the scenes at party poker, but plenty of familiar faces to all of the poker fans out there. Of course, uh, all the parts chat folks and community members know who they are. Um, Party Poker has quite a roster. You've got ambassadors, you've got the Twitch team, you've got sponsored pros, you have an advisory board. You know, for years, so many, you know, we sort of look at those terms a little bit as interchangeable. 
Um, maybe, you know, is there any sort of practical difference, you know, between, well, obviously, you know, there's Kevin Hart, you know, that's perhaps like the, the big celebrity example, but there are perhaps different responsibilities or different roles to play when you have those uh, different names for, for being part of the team? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we've seen historically there's been the, the team pro and there's been the team online and then there's been the, the other. Right. And I don't think it's particularly been set up so well in the past where mm. it's, it's kind of correlated to the level of fame that person has, you know, or reach. Uh, like, like if you're the big name, you're that top level. And if you're sort of the medium name, you're the team pro. And then team online is sort of the rest. Uh -huh. I mean, that, that's how it was set up before content really took off. And now right. I think we've seen the industry switch a little bit to where content producers are the most valuable to, to companies uh, and, and as ambassadors for the game because they have that audience attached. Whereas people that aren't creating content, well, they need to rely on the, the company to promote them and use them uh, as opposed to doing it themselves. So th there is different niches, you know, you don't have to be a Twitch streamer to be a, a sponsored poker pro. Um, you know, you can have a podcast such as this that has a lot of listeners or, or you could just be really passionate about what you do and tweet up a storm. But I think in 2020 and beyond, you need to create and share some sort of content uh, I don't think it's going to be like full tilt era where you can just play poker. They can use your face and that's going to be good enough. It unlikely to, uh, to work that way. <laughs> right. Well, for the long, I mean, I studied English linguistics and people were telling me, you know, when I graduated university, they always said, you know, Robbie, it's a good degree to have because content is king. And they were saying that a long time ago. And it's nice to see yeah. the, the poker industry also sort of embracing that uh, in a way. And of course, we got to talk about content because beyond the Twitch streaming, something that I personally enjoy a lot, you've got your own show, uh, the Weekly Poker Showdown. I think you got to be 40 some odd uh, episodes uh, into that uh, at this point. What yes. first? Yeah. What, what first gave you the idea uh, to begin doing that show? It's a great show. It wasn't my idea, to be honest. I, I always wanted to do a podcast, but you know, I was kind of just doing my thing. And uh, the the head of marketing at Party Poker said, uh, "We need a podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure." Like I content is what I do, uh -huh. so I was like, "Okay, let's do this podcast." Uh, I, I didn't really have an idea of, of how I wanted it to be, and they really threw me into the deep end. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I had a podcast with Kevin Hartz. Uh, you know, yeah. I've had podcasts with absolute legends, you know, Negranu, like the biggest names in the game, holding hour long conversations with them. It's been, it's been amazing and uh, very nerve wracking, but uh, I don't know. Now I've had Negranu and Kevin Hart. It's like, I don't think I'm nervous anymore. I think I can, I can take on the whole poker world. <laughs> right. I love it. That's great. It's a great show and definitely encourage everyone. After you finish listening to this episode of the Cards Chat Podcast, go ahead and check out uh, Jamie's wonderful weekly poker showdown. Just really amazing entertainment, great conversations. Um, well, about that, how much time, you know, this is a new thing to you, uh, doing sort of a podcast type show and not a live stream. Um, how much time do you put into preparing? And then there's also, of course, that post-production work, you know, the funky, uh, you know, screen moving from one to the other. I don't even know the words for it. Um, do you have like a, a team of researchers at your disposal, like a video editing squad, or is it all, you know, just Jamie grinding, grinding, grinding? No, that, I mean, you, you hit it. Like they helped me a lot with the podcast because mm -hmm. my vision with, with team online and content producers is that if they're, 
if if they're able to do the on-screen production and talent, I think that's where they're most valuable. So I think it's it's a lot better for Party Poker to have me doing an hour of podcasting as opposed to two hours of research, two hours of editing, and one hour of podcasting. Mm. Might as well get me to do three hours of podcasting, and you guys take care of that. You know, uh-huh. uh, so we've we've kind of set that up to where they they help me with research. They send me a brief before. Uh-huh. Uh, I obviously have to look into it and do some of my own research before the podcast to not sound like an idiot, right? Um, and then after I send off the video and they they post produce it and 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 put it out on the platforms. So it's totally manageable. Uh, those other parts are very stressful to me. I don't know how, how you do it, but it's like intense for me. Um, so they, they make it easy and make it, you know, kind of a three hour time investment for me a week or so. That's great. And it, you know, it really does work. And, you know, I know it's for some people, it's a little bit meta, but you know, lots of times it's interesting to see sort of the, the behind the scenes of how it all gets put together. And it seems like it's a, a really good marriage. And like you said, everyone's sort of focusing on their strengths. So it certainly uh, does come together for a great final product. Um, well, Kevin Hart and Negrano, those are obviously easy names to point to, but besides them, let's put them on the side. Do you have perhaps a, a favorite guest or uh, a show that went in a, in a cool direction that you're know, like, oh, that was really memorable? You are putting me on the spot. There's been a lot of podcasts. Um, we did a Mike Sexton tribute podcast, which was so special. I yeah. mean, it was really amazing to hear the stories that people had with him, you know, I didn't get to know Mike um, very closely, but I did get to have him on the podcast, spoke with him, uh, you know, maybe six months ago. Uh And then to hear, to hear all of the stories about him, I think the combo of those two are really meaningful to me to, to have a moment with Mike Sexton before uh, we lost him. So that was, that was really great. Yeah, that, good good choice there. You, you chose wisely. That's a good one. Um, so yeah, um, you talked about content. You talked about you know you want to be a sponsored pro, and obviously you know like you said in twenty twenty those things are basically you know hand in hand. They go together. I wonder though, you know, with all of those other things, the content things, the sponsor, all of the you know the stuff that you're putting out there, it's still poker. Does it matter to you that you're you know better known for all of the content that you've done than for perhaps signature moments uh, online at the felt or you know, live at the felt? Yeah, I, I mean it is something where I at times feel bad about it because it's mm. it's the way that that my career has presented itself to where. I was able to move forward the most by focusing on that content side of mm-hmm. things. Um, but there's definitely been times in my career where the poker's just been lost. And it's like, hey, that's what it's about. You know, like that's why you're here. Okay. It's that, that game. You know, if you're spending so much time thinking about creating, creating and logistics and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what about the shared love that we all have? So that's a constant balancing act for me is is making sure that i am taking enough time for my passion and and staying on the cutting edge and understanding what's going on in the felt um and that's a difficult difficult thing to do because sometimes the economics work against you on that you know uh, it doesn't always make make the most sense to grind you know an extra extra day when you can. so that's a constant struggle and it does bother me a little bit um 
but my career's not over and there's opportunities to go in, in other directions, you know? So uh, we'll see. <laughs> You've got quite a while. Ahead of you. I don't even, you're not even 30 years old yet, right? 29. 29. Now you've got yes. decades and decades ahead of you. And I'm sure, <laughs> and I, and I'm sure eventually, you know, the variance, if, if variance alone determines that those great signature moments are yet to come. So uh, I can't wait to see them and find out what they are. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's the real deal, man. Um, well, um, you obviously did dedicate plenty of time to playing over the, the red-hot online poker summer of 2020. Um, and we're not going to talk results. You know, that's, okay. I actually don't even know. I didn't research them. I don't know what the results were. But poker players are not supposed to be results-oriented anyway. So I'm not going to ask you about that. But I will ask you about the grind. Uh, did it take any sort of toll on you to just be grinding so much online poker for such an extended period of time? Yes, 100%. I mean, 2020 has been unprecedented, obviously, in the world. But since really February, in the online poker space, we've had a frenzy of activity. We've had massive guarantees. We've had poker series after poker series after poker series. And that's true on party poker as well. Uh, you know, we've, we've had way too many series <laughs> from my perspective as a player. <laughs> so WPT this summer was on, was on party poker yep. for about eight weeks and the schedule was quite slim. It was, you know, one championship event a week mm -hmm. and then some side events, but uh, it was too much online poker for me this year. You know, I was burnt out by the middle of August and I've kind of just come out of it now to where I'm excited again to, to get out there and grind mm -hmm. because uh, yeah, it was just too fast and furious this year. Um, and I, I think part of me remembers that childhood off for the summer, you know, where, where, you know, I go on vacation with my family and spend some time in the sun. I still like that. You know, I always had the slump in poker in August and I didn't have that opportunity this year. So it, it took a toll. Um, and I needed a rest for sure. It was too much. Right. And you had a, a bit of a vacation, right? I did. Yeah. I had two weeks. I mean, I, I obviously didn't go anywhere. Right. Uh, <laughs> a staycation. Yeah. yeah. A staycation. Exactly. I was playing some video games and sleeping uh, in and chilling out. Uh, that's uh, it. Yeah. It's very good to have that balance. Um, well, you're obviously uh, uh, majorly an online uh, poker player. To me, I'm more of a, of a live poker player. And one of the appeals to me, and again, so many of our members at Cards Chat, is that poker is a very, very social game. I still play in my home game, uh, you know, as much as possible, you know, given the circumstances, but I still do that. I'm sure, you know, so many people you know are also doing the home games and stuff. You really do develop great relationships over time when you play with the same people over and over again. I'm wondering if the same holds true online. Is that possible? Are you able to develop relationships with people over time playing online? I know in the past, it was very, very strong. I think back to <clears throat> another forum, uh, 2 plus 2, which has perhaps been not as strong over the last five or six years. It's got a little bit negative, but in its heyday and it's at its peak, uh, it was like a total bring everyone together, you know, and you, it would spur these Skype groups that had a hundred people and there'd be chatter all day. Um, so absolutely. I think there's strong connections. You can make real friends. Uh, you know, there's a group of friends and, and we don't really talk too much anymore, but about six or seven of us. And 
you know, one from the US, one from Toronto, one from Ireland, one from the Czech Republic, one from Germany. Uh, and we would all come together and we would stay at houses during live events. That's you know? cool. And that, that came from online poker, from, from grinding tournaments, from, from grinding sit and goes, what have you. Mm-hmm. So there is opportunity for community in, in online poker in the same way that there is in live poker. I would say that I think we have a lot more work to do and car- companies like Card Chat, you know, and places like Card Chat are leading the way to try and create those communities uh, around, around poker. So I think we have more work to do, but absolutely you can make those lifelong friends playing online. Good, good answer. And it's good because honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I've never really played too much online. So it's cool to hear, uh, you know, that it is possible. And like you said, the online does lead to live. And I guess in, in normal circumstances, that balance, that symbiosis will be back in place uh, once again. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in poker, it's important to change gears. So we're going to shift gears abruptly and see if not to okay. catch you or anything. No gotcha question, but we're going to shift abruptly from professional to personal. Uh, you got engaged not too long ago. So congratulations, Mazel Tov. Thank you. Thank um, you. How, how long has it been? Is it less than a year, right? I think it's been, it might have been two years now. I don't know. Oh about a year wow. and a half. I'm not even entirely sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, time flies when you're having fun, right? Um, <laughs> has, has there been uh, any sort of significant difference in your day-to-day, uh, like any sort of change with regard to work, personal life balance, that sort of stuff since, uh, since you got engaged? And do you think that there may be any sort of further change once, you know, you guys uh, consummate that marriage? You know, I, I think we were really operating as if we were married before we got engaged uh, and we still are. So I think because Rebecca and I got together and she moved in with me two weeks after we first went out. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because I was like, I'm going to Costa Rica. uh, So come to Costa Rica. (laughs) Basically (laughs) that's what I said. Like, you know, you have to come to Costa Rica, come to Costa Rica. It'll be fun. Come travel for a bit. So we, went from like going on a couple dates to then living together full time, you know, in two weeks. So I think we've, we've had way more experience in our three ish years being together than, than most people in their three years. Cause we just skipped dating. We went to like living together uh-huh. basically. Um, so no, it's, it, it's really great in that we're both very comfortable with each other. There's no pressure in our relationship to be a certain way or act a certain way. We basically never fight. Um, so it, it's just like the whole single life pressure of how you need to be to, to please someone else just isn't there, uh, which is nice. You know, it's, it's a weight off a weight. I didn't realize I had when I was mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. and then I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I was putting a little pressure on myself to, to have a partner and now uh, it's gone. So it's chill. That's interesting. Well, thanks for your openness about that. And I don't, well, I'll never ask too many personal questions, but the ones that I do ask, I, I ask for a reason. And I know that, you know, since the, the boom years, you know, the 2003, so many of us what, were 10, 15 years older than that right now. And, you know, I got married early. I was 20 when I got married. I'm 38. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, we got really lucky. I never had to do any sort of dating. Uh, so, right. so that was, I saved myself all that. But so many folks of the big names, the known personalities in the game of poker, when, you know, the world first became familiar with them, they were single. And now what we're seeing, I think, over the past while, you know, a couple of years is, okay, people are hooking up. They're 
now, you know, having children, families, and it's almost a, a little bit of a maturation of those people. So it's always curious to sort of see how that manifests itself in, in the day-to-day life. So it's, so it's interesting, and, and thank you very much for sharing. I think there was an interesting moment when I was over uh, with, with Poker Stars where in about a six-month period, Lex got engaged, Fintan got engaged, I got engaged, Kevin <laughs> got back together with Peely, uh, Nananoko married Selena. It was just like everyone basically just like every, everyone got a partner and everyone got engaged or made next moves in their, in their relationship. And, and by the way, might I say, every single one of us batting out of our league, I have to say, all the guys on the team were all incredibly lucky uh, on the old PokerStars team. I don't know how we did it. I, that PokerStars marketing must have worked or something because uh, we, we all got very fortunate with our partners. That, that's all I'll say. Well, that's really cool. <laughs> lucky in life, lucky in love, and, and hopefully yes. lucky in the tables too. So that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> well, of course, you're known for, for being an online pro, but you have done your fair bit of traveling around the world. I know beyond just appearing at all of the different uh, live events over the years, you've also lived in multiple places. Um, is it tough to sort of be stuck in one place? Because it, it's funny, I feel like you're somewhat more equipped to deal with like everything going virtual, everything going digital, but still, even you, you know, Jamie, who's always on Twitch and, and, and producing digital content, there's that real life aspect. Do you find it sort of a difficult to deal with or it's just been like an easy natural adjustment for you? Yeah, no, I absolutely do. Uh, I miss live poker as well. I mean, before I started streaming, I was probably 50% live, 50% online. And I liked that split. The only reason I'm pretty much exclusively online is because, well, playing live, I'm just going to make a lot less money. I'm going to make less money at poker. But then also, I can't really make any content unless I just did vlogs, but I'd have to stop everything else. You know? So so it's really... uh, it's just my situation that leads me to, to play online exclusively. I love the mix between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love when I'm taking a downswing online, go play live, make some friends, hang out for two weeks at a card room, you know, yeah. you pop in. It starts to feel like it's just like a group of, of buddies hanging out. Yeah. Except usually I, I make money at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so it's, I love that, right? Um, so with, with the COVID-19 and the pandemic that's been going on and live poker, you know, I haven't played any live poker since the PSPC, uh, which is the longest of my life. Wow. Since I found poker for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I miss it, you know, I miss it. Um, but whenever I sort of feel that, I always remind myself like, hey, your situation is really great. You're employed, you know, your, your job is in demand at the moment. Uh, you're doing what you love to do and live poker is forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll be able to play live poker when I'm 70 years old. There's so much time to play yeah. live poker. So, Are you a plexiglass mask kind of guy that when, it, you know, if, if you want it that much, you're, you're prepared to, to go and go that route or you're like, okay, we've got time. We'll chill. We'll wait till things get fully back to normal. I'm quite risk averse on the, on the health side of things. Okay. Uh, I'm not in the best shape and I have had some asthma difficulties here in the UK. So uh, I figure that the risk is not particularly worth it for me, for me personally. And, and also I think it's probably the greatest risk to my life as a 29 year old that has ever existed up to this point, Mm -hmm. um, which it is for most people in most age groups. But 
uh, that scares me. So I, no, I just focus on the online for now. That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. There's no right or wrong answer to that one. So it's just interesting True. to hear. Um, well, Jamie, you know, you and I have, have known each other for close to five years now, which is hard to believe. I can't believe it's been that mm-hmm. long. Um, we first met back in the Bahamas and you were somewhat of a, of a relative newcomer to the international poker scene at that time. And that's when you made your big splash as the Twitch streamer and you, you subsequently you shot to stardom and renown. I remember asking you then one question uh, away from the cameras, and I said, what's it like to suddenly be famous? I was, I was like, I was just so curious. That was my first live event. It was very interesting to me. And I was curious to hear your perspective of just like that, you know, life is a certain way one day, and all of a sudden, wow, you have this living the big life. Well, half a decade into it now, you have a solid place in the business. Uh, as mentioned, you know, you've got a great reputation. You've got so much going for you. How do you feel five years into your, your big journey uh, into the poker world? Um, so I guess my, my ego has dropped a little bit. I think one of the interesting experiences with, with it taking off is you get so much positive feedback. It's like, you have an audience that is constantly like praising what you do. You have a sponsorship, you have increasing revenue, you're making more money, you're flying around the world. Like uh, it's hard not to drink that Kool-Aid a little bit and let it get to you. And so it did get to me in some ways, I think. And, and it affected me in some ways uh, because you, you lose the grounding of like, well, who am I? You know, oh. it's just like, it's changing so much. You're just like, I don't know. It's just like, maybe I'm this, right? <laughs> so I, I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I've found that footing again a, a bit more and I don't feel famous. I feel like people are interested in some of the things that I do. Um, but at the same time, I just feel more more grounded as, as a person and working more on personal connections with people. Um, I mean, that said, like I look back to some of the experiences I've had I'm like, holy crap, that was cool. You know, <laughs> like that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hanging out with Bill Perkins on the stream boats in the Virgin Islands, like, whoa, that was that was pretty wild. Um, so I'm I'm appreciative, but I I really try hard to stay grounded. And sometimes that's a moving target. So uh, I feel less affected by fame nowadays. Interesting. A very insightful response. And thank you. That's one I'll certainly be listening to and, and remembering. It's always important to be very self-aware uh, as we continue on our journeys. Well, we, we've talked uh, about everything you've done until now, all the past. My final question before we get on to the community segment uh, of members that have submitted questions for you is what do you see the next five years as? I'm not saying, you know, uh, you know bullet list of one, two, three, that sort of a thing, but you know, you had that dream back in the day of, I want to be the sponsored pro. Now you're there, you're doing great, you know, plugging on all cylinders. It's really wonderful. So what do you believe and what do you want the next half decade to sort of hold for you? In my personal career, I want to win a title. I want to make some sort of poker statement where I can have something I can stand behind and really be proud of that. Uh, I think my biggest score is 44,000. Um, and then live, you know, I have three top fifties in EPT events, um, but no sort of big, big thing. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I won that. 
You right. know, I really want that. So I'll, I'll be studying and working hard to put myself in a place to get something like that. Uh, and in terms of the rest of my career, you know, I'm really committed to this project with party poker. I want to help them however I can. I feel like I'm a part of the team. So however that develops, you know, I'm interested in being a part of it. And I, lastly, I, I just want to improve online poker. Um, and I think online poker in a lot of ways is still a very archaic and old industry that's sort of set in its ways and it's not very modern. It's not very new and it's not very fast. Um, and I have some ideas about how I think online poker could be better, just like other games are better or sports. Right. Yeah. And so I want to bring those to fruition and try and change the trajectory of online poker, at least for those that are interested in that, you know, the current trajectory is available, yeah. but offer an alternative for poker to exist into the future. Uh, I want to do that. That's big goals. You know, that's, uh, it reminds me of a saying when I used to walk into class as a little kid in science class, it says shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll be sure to land among the stars and, uh, you know, wanting yeah. to change the trajectory of online poker. That's a big goal, man. And I wish you tremendous luck. And uh, I do think that uh, I don't know how much you're going to change the, tra the trajectory, but if Jamie Staples is on the case, it's certainly going to be altered, uh, you know, positively. So good luck to you, and I hope you do achieve that goal. Um, as we move on, we got the uh, last segment of our show. It's a segment where we turn to you guys, our Cards Chat community, and we wanted to ask you if you have any questions for our guests and Shells has been really wonderful, had a, a whole slew of questions uh, that uh, they submitted. So we'll go through them one by one. It's not really a lightning round or anything, but it's always good to engage with our wonderful community on the forums. Uh, Jamie, Perfect. let's start with the question number one here from Shells. When, what, and where did you play your first live poker game? Um. So first one in a casino, I would have played home games as a kid, you know, uh, and I would have played home games like in high school or whatever. First time in a casino, I was 19. You can play when you're 18 in Canada right. uh, or in Alberta. And I'd been playing online a little bit, but I'd never been to the casino before. And so I didn't realize as a one-two buy-in, $200 is the normal buy-in. I'm like, that's a whole lot of money. Like, holy crap, man. How good are these guys going to be, right? Yeah. So I go to the casino. I accidentally walk through the pit because I don't know what's going on. And they're like, you can't walk here. Go there. It's like, okay. Shaking at the table. Uh, and I think I lost 60 bucks or something like that. But it, it broke the barrier. Mm. And I realized sitting at the table like, oh, these guys aren't good. <laughs> you know, like these are just normal people, man, playing poker. Like, what are you, what are you worried about? This is just, you know, Jim and Sally hanging out on Friday. Like there's nothing, they're just, you know. Uh, so that was my first experience. And from there I started frequenting live card rooms quite a bit and, and playing the cash games and small tournaments. You have a favorite uh, card room in Alberta that's still around? Oof, there's, I have a few. So I, I think, Cowboys Casino is my favorite uh, in Alberta because it's it's downtown Calgary. It's got these big windows and there's a nightclub, but it's quiet inside. So it's like you're kind of in this calm environment, but you get to see the chaos beyond. Nice. You know, it's really nice. So I, I like that one. Uh, I've got a shout too. out Playground as well. Uh -huh. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Playground in Montreal is amazing. Uh, Dust Till Dawn, Nottingham. Uh, I would say those those three 
are probably my three favorite in the world that I've been to. Cool. Well, I had to add that addendum. That wasn't Shell's question, but it's uh, really led into it there. <laughs> um, well, this is what I actually don't know. What made you decide to set up a Twitch channel in the first place? So I dropped out of school a week and a half before and decided to really go full time for my poker career and go for it instead of sort of like, uh, am I going to do it? Am I going to not? Like, I was just like, all right, let's, let's go. Let's do this. Right. And if we fail, we fail, we go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a posting on two plus two forums back then about, um, Twitch poker starting and like, Hey, Twitch poker is a thing. And my brothers had watched Twitch before. And so I was like, great. One of my goals is if I'm going to do this full time, I want to be part of the industry. You know, I want to be part of the community. I don't just want to play as a player. I want to better the game of poker if I'm going to dedicate my life to this. So I was like, well, here it is, you know, <laughs> like as if a message from the gods, like, right. okay, there we go. Uh, so I started and first stream had 25 viewers and the second had 60 and the third had a hundred at peak. Wow. And I was like, okay, I think I've just changed my life. You know, I think wow. this is what I do now. And that was it. Amazing. Very good. It seems like a good time to have gotten into it as well. Like, I don't think if I were to go ahead and start a Twitch stream right now, that in three days you'd get those kind of numbers. So no. good timing too. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, over the, uh, oh yeah, so what, uh, question number three from Shells here, sorry, I was reading. Uh, what would you say has been your best experience so far since signing with Party Poker? Ooh. They ask good fun. ones, thanks guys. It's a good, yeah, I mean, you're, you're putting me on the spot. I think- Shells is, I'm not, I'm just the messenger. Shells, <laughs> it's very intense question, Shells. I gotta get this right. So I. I'm going to take a bit of a cop out here and say, I think working with the team as opposed to working on just myself uh, has been really valuable because I don't know, it gets lonely when you're just working on yourself, when you're just working on your own stuff. Whereas when you get to think about other people's problems, other people's content, provide context there, you know, logistics of it all, it's uh, that's a rewarding experience to not be so inwardly focused. So I think that's been the best part so far. I don't think that's much of a cop-out. It's, it's real and it's genuine, you know, so good for you. Thanks. Um, last question from Shells um, is, who are your favorite poker people to watch, whether on Twitch or any other platform? I have to be honest. I don't watch that much poker because I'm usually poker burnt out after I play myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine years into my career, like 40 hours a week is... That's enough, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Um, I had to shout out my brother because he's my brother, you know. Uh, and I mean, we're we're very similar, so like we just get along. We have the same humor. I feel like when I watch his Twitch channel, it's like I'm bantering at home, you know. It's like yeah. we're just having a conversation at home. So it's it's nice to be able to turn turn the head on his his channel and feel like. Uh, I'm home again, hanging out with my family. So I think Matt is doing great things. His channel is huge, by the way. He's had so much success. Give him uh, a shout out. What's, what's, the, what's the channel for those who don't know? Matt Staples. Matt That's Staples uh, on Twitch. Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel as well. And I would say he's probably like the third, second, third biggest poker streamer right now. Something like that. Like he's, nice. he's really done an amazing job. He's had some great results. I think he just had a 25,000 score uh, the other day. So uh, definitely one to check out.
Awesome. Well, that's cool. That's uh, another great answer. You've been full of great answers today, uh, Jamie. And I want to thank uh, all of the members. Well, Bert Shells is the one who sent in all of these questions. But of course, just a reminder to everyone in the Cards Chat community, there is a dedicated thread on the forums where you could send in your questions. We do announce who the guests are going to be once they confirm uh, in advance. So before we conduct these interviews, it gives you guys plenty of opportunities to send in your questions. We'll get them uh, hopefully asked. And as you see, we get some really wonderful answers and some insightful nuggets uh, from folks like Jamie Staples. And uh, of course, before uh, we go, please be sure to give us a good review on iTunes and spread the word via your social media channels if you like the show. If you don't like the show, just listen to another episode and I think you're going to like the show. <laughs> uh, so thanks again so much for Jay, uh, Jamie. Really, really appreciate your time and uh, you know for, for coming on with me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and thank you all uh, out there in Cards Chat Land uh, for tuning in again to another episode of this podcast. I'm Robbie Straczynski. You can find me and follow me on Twitter at Card Player Life. And guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community.